You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Prince Podcast. is a special edition after the Super Bowl. And, of course, we are talking about Prince's appearance on the Fox sitcom New Girl. And we just, well, we I just saw, I think the guys may have seen it uh, a little while ago. They maybe even saw it twice. Who knows? Um, but I want to get our quick takes on it. Uh, so first, we'll go to Big Sexy. You know... It was great. First of all, the the game was a complete ass whipping. That that made it nice. And <clears throat> I don't know the characters' names, but the guy who played the 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 boyfriend was named Nick, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now we all know I saw Prince back in April. The scene where Nick sees Prince and Prince says it's okay to freak out. That would have been me, note for note. <laughs> I would have acted a fool and then passed right the fuck out. You know. <laughs> Prince is so charismatic and so he just holds your attention on screen. It was great. I got to give a shout out to the producers because I, I heard the Andy Allo in there. And whoever is producing that loves the Ohio players because they had three songs in there, which I thought was really cool. And a little shout out to Hannah. I got a little cameo back there with her beautiful self. You know, Prince held it down. You know, he was himself. He mentioned the pancakes and we saw him play the. Uh, Play some ping pong, as we all know, he whip ass in ping pong. I loved it. I laughed out loud. You know, a couple of buddies were here who were watching the game. They're actually laughing. It was great. I, I got nothing but thumbs up all the way around for that. All right. Uh, Rocco, what did you think about it? <clears throat> I, I thought that his role as this oracle figure, like this, uh, you know, Jedi of, of love character, you know, it played to many uh, stereotypes of who he is or, or cliches of how he is portrayed in the media. And he played with those images and stereotypes. And he his dry sense of humor was very uh, was very funny, you know, especially the uh, the scene where, uh, you know, him and uh, uh, Nick and Jeff were sitting on that tight uh bench and very exchanging awkward glances and you know he he has uh this talent for saying a lot without saying very little and he totally you know rocked this guest appearance and you know he didn't take himself too seriously and you know he's been accused of that but he allowed himself to be made fun of and he was and he still came off cool. He still came off you know he he was more human even as a rock star. He, you know, from mm-hmm. the clothes to the glasses, he really uh you know, showed a part of himself that not a lot of people knew about and I think it it helped boost his profile. Okay. And lastly, the song at the end that they play is pretty catchy. I mean, I would love to, you know, buy it. You know what I mean? I was surprised that it wasn't uh, offered for sale, you know, at midnight because that would have been a perfect time for, you know, people to, uh, you know, download it right. and uh, and and uh, really get into it. Okay, and actually, uh, I don't think that song came out, but uh, it does look like they released Pretzel Body Logic. Uh, it just showed up on iTunes a little while ago, so 
that did come out. Now, Mr. Q-Storm, what do you think? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to guess that I'm the only one here that regularly watches the show. <laughs> you got and, one other here. That's... Okay. Well, um, maybe you you can second what I'm about to say. I mean, typically in situation comedies, just by their definition, they have to be exaggerated. But I don't know. I just can't stand. I can't stand when they take comedies and they they shoehorn guest stars into them just to have the guest star appear. And to me, this was a perfect example of that. To me, this was probably from a writing standpoint the worst episode of the entire series. Um, it was good seeing Prince kind of being, you know, seeing that side of him that's a little bit more playful, like when they first meet up. But then it just gets, it was like there's a section, there's a middle section of the, of the, of the show where I wouldn't be surprised if Prince actually wrote it himself. It just played to this weirdness about him. And I just wanted to see a regular guy. Um, and it was, to me, again, the, the situation was just way too far-fetched. And I just didn't really buy into it. I mean, I know you have to suspend your disbelief, but it was just a little bit out there for me. Um, but I did like the song at the end. I didn't. It kind of had a house beat to it. I, I didn't. I'm going by memory. It kind of had a house rhythm to it. But the melody and the vocal arrangement, it was. It, it actually was catchy. I, I would buy the track. But so I would say, if I'm giving it like a one out, uh, rating it between one and five, I'd probably give it like a two and a half. Oh. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ernie, speak to him, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? On, on again, I, I kind of follow what you're saying as far as the way the show goes and all. This type of comedy lends itself to to a lot of exaggeration. I mean, and I watch the show. I've been watching the show for some time now, and there was a cliffhanger on it uh, about a season ago, I believe, where Cece, the girl who was playing with Prince at the end, ping pong, where she was going to be getting married. And it right. turns out, right at the last minute, things didn't work out at the altar. And her uh, spouse-to-be, his girlfriend's in the, in, the, in the crowd. The girlfriend winds up being, oh, what's that white girl's name? <laughs> the girl who's, who sings, <laughs> uh, that, that real popular singer, um, Swift. Oh, yeah, Taylor Swift, yeah. Taylor Swift. She winds up being, she came out in it for, for a second or two. She was his girlfriend. You're like, what? Oh, okay, that's the girlfriend. You know, and... I was afraid, if anything, I'm like, okay, that's silly, but that's just what it is. I was afraid that this show was going to be like that, where he was just going to come out for a second or two, and that was going to be it. Uh, he actually had the, – the character was written such that he, he was able to do two things. One, have Princess play on the role of Prince, not Prince Rogers Nelson, but Prince, quote, Prince, the prince that, that that everybody thinks they they know him as outside of the, outside of the diehards. Um, and the diehards can laugh at it too and say, oh, this is obviously an exaggeration. And it was a, such an exaggeration that people are going to get a kick out of it. Um, is it as funny as other episodes that I've seen? No, it wasn't. But there were parts in it that still made me laugh. Um, I, thought, I thought it was cool that they had Prince being a, an in- integral part of the episode. He, it was necessary for, for Prince to be there in that episode. And, and it, was, it was important. It was an I love you episode, you know, and that, that whenever you have in some kind of sitcom where somebody finally says I love you, that's one of those pivotal moments. And he had something to do with that. And that's pretty cool. Um, music wise, and I think I had mentioned this in the last podcast, so to pay attention, you might hear something new. And I wasn't too surprised when we heard what could wind up being a new track somewhere down the line. Um, as far as my, my favorite scene in the whole thing, um, honestly, my favorite part in the whole episode, I, I just had me rolling, 
was the very last scene of the episode. Yeah, the yep. very last one when he's all pissed off, goes leaving because Cece just slammed a uh, slammed a point on him. He goes leaving off screen. A little butterfly goes chasing after him. <laughs> that was the best scene of the whole episode, in my opinion, man. I mean, it was a lot of funny parts, but that was the best for me. I thought it was great. You know, if I had to score this one, again, it's not the funniest one that I've seen, but it's because the other characters are so well-established and so zany and, and wacky. Um, I'm, I, I would give it a three, but I'm going to give it a three and a half only because of Winston was looking also very Dez back in the 1999 flashback scene. So I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Pretty good. Pretty good episode. All right. So my take, um, I'm going to do it two ways. Now, I'll say this. I've never seen this show before. Um, so in terms of the show itself, it is not for me because I haven't seen a, I guess, sitcom. I haven't watched a sitcom in forever now that I was watching <laughs> this. I was like, God, I'm not used to this. Um, the last sitcom that I probably really watched would have been Martin. So I can kind of give you an idea of how long ago. Uh-oh. And that had a laugh track. Yeah, and it was, you know, so I was, I was sort of thrown off. I was like, where are the people not laughing? But then I realized it's a sort of different style. Um, the jokes and the characters are so, like, I just didn't get it. Like, I don't know. Again, it was just, it just didn't speak to me. It wasn't funny to me, the stuff they were saying. I can understand why it could be funny. But um, I don't know. I just could not get into that. Now, in terms of Prince. I thought he came off very well. I pretty much agree with what everybody said. Um, I think Prince, for, for me, I got to step into my Prince snobbery uh, side of it. When I saw him on there, I wanted more. You're like, yes. you know he could actually really let loose and be funny because and, 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 you start to see a little bit of, man, that kind of reminds me of Cherry Moon. Like, this guy is, can be funny. He's, he's got a natural uh, magnetic sort of presence about him, right? And it's mm-hmm. so easy when you see him on there, even though he hasn't been on that show before. And those other guys are actors, but obviously he's been on the stage his whole life. He knows how to do, you know, be that dude. So I, I really like that. Um, the scenes with the girl and everything. I mean, to me, it was this classic Prince type stuff. And I agree, it was a play on the characterization, you know, as Ernie said, quote unquote, Prince. And, and I can respect that. It was cool. Um, I like the song. At the end, when it first come on, and I was like, "Q Storm," I heard the little house beat, and I'm like, "Ah, my brother!" <laughs> but then, you know, and then the girl starts singing. I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" And then he comes in with the Camille thing. You know, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is kind of cool." Now I'm curious if it actually would ever be a release song because it, if that was actually her singing on it, I don't see him putting it out. I just could see that I just make this for the show. But you never know. Um, I thought that was cool. I agree. The last part of it. When you see him playing the ping pong with the girl, that's again that was that he he was about to let loose. Like if it would have been his show, it could be hysterical. Like I could see him having a sitcom. As crazy as that sounds, I could see him do it. Almost to me, it was like remember the classic uh, Sheila E. Prince performance of Love Bazaar, and he's slowly starting to take over the stage, and then he just start he takes it, and then right at the end, he's about to jump in the kiss, and he just that's what I felt like I was watching. I was like. He's about to go ham. Like, this is about to be a good ass. Sh- I could see him. I could see it be a Prince sitcom, literally. Like, he could play a the quote unquote Prince character and just his dealings with people, I think, would be hilarious. Um, but I, th- I thought it was cool. I think it was a brilliant marketing plan um, for Prince and for that show. Because, again, I would have never had seen that show without him being on there. Um, I will never watch it again. 
But I mean, I can understand. I mean, again, it just doesn't fit for me. I'm so used to watching, you know, Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, those sort sort of shows. So this is way those different. are comedies, man. Well, right, and so I'm not used to watching. And that kind of comedy to me, it's like uh, I would put that in the same thing as Friends or Seinfeld. I know they are classic shows, but I've never ever seen them, and they're just not funny to me. But this was a good show. I thought it was cool. Um, Conspiracy Brother. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. The, the fool. I'm just. I'm, I'm, but I'm like, man. I wish he could have. I wish there could have been some like hilarious, like Martin or Jamie or something type of comedy that really could that he could have came on. And I, I thought it would, he would even be. It would be funny to me. Like I would be like, oh, okay, let's let's. You know, like um, some of the classic celebrity sitcom performances. Like to me, when uh, Kid and Play, or, or was it Kid when he was on Martin? I was hysterical. Or when um, Biggie. Biggie came on, you know, just uh, different, you know, where I was like, they could really embrace it. And, and, but it was good. They did a great job. They wanted, they did a lot of uh, inside stuff in this, which I thought was pretty cool. Like the whole ping pong and, you know, the pancakes and everything. Um, the last thing I'll say, brother, tighten up the Afro. Yeah. yeah tighten it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little Agreed. see through up on top a little bit. I kind of said that earlier. Yeah. I agree, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, nope. impact wise, what do you guys think? I think it's a great impact because they're doing the uh, listening party for the new album right now mm-hmm. over on uh, in New York. So I'm sure that the appearance has cranked up a lot of interest leading into the listening party. And uh, VH1 tweeted about 20 minutes ago, they heard the first song, which is Pretzel Body Logic, and they loved it. And, you know, waiting to hear more about it. So I think it's a good move. All right. Yeah, it's good timing, obviously. And he's, he's no dummy. He knows what he's doing. And uh, I mean, it was said prior when this first broke out, this information on this, uh, that he was a fan of the show and decided to be on it. I had asked yesterday, even on the podcast that we did, how much he likely had to do with with this show here. To me, it seemed like as though if the writers found out Prince is going to be wants to be on this, we're going to write this all about him. And 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 he probably had a lot more to do with the writing on this one or the direction of this one than than we we know. Um, But yeah, I think it's a great. you know, ploy to go, not a ploy, but a great mechanism to go along with, with some kind of release. And I think it'd be foolish if he didn't keep on putting himself out there right now. Cause Hey, you're going, you're on the show after the Super Bowl. Come on. That, that, there's a platform there. So that's a smart move. Now what, what's the young lady's name that he's playing ping pong with at the end? Anna Simone. Anna, Anna yeah. Now, as I think we mentioned a couple of shows before, I would not be surprised if that's the reason he came on that show. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't mad at him. Praise I, I, wanted to, I wanted to chime in on the impact. I don't know if this is really uh, uh, speaking to the impact, but I kind of comedically sent out a, an email saying, I, you know, it was just, it was uh, interesting, his styling that he chose for the show, you know, with the afro, which wasn't tightened up. Because um, <laughs> all, the, all the promos that were, promoing the show they were using the music let's go crazy and i'm I'm just thinking the people the mainstream audience i could see them looking at prince and this and this particular look and being kind of thrown aback like what's going on with prince this not that's, that's that's not the guy i remember that put out let's go crazy and i also thought it was interesting that um during the whole really contrived sequence where he tells nick look i'm gonna kick it with your girl for, for a minute um they play the music uh they play when you were mine which I thought was an interesting choice. I figured they would have played something more akin to like Purple Rain, not Purple Rain, the, the, the album, like maybe Let's Go Crazy or something like that, but they chose a really throwback track. 
But to me, knowing Prince, and you guys know him far better than I do, but knowing him as from listening to the show and all that, he's not going to back this up with anything. So what matter is the impact? He, he does not he, – he has a problem executing, following through. So I don't know that this will have any impact other than, you know, maybe people might watch New Girl, you know, for, ne- for the next month or so. But I think if you weren't a fan of the show before, this wouldn't make you a fan of the show moving forward. Well, I think that I agree. Um, but again, I think it's it puts him out there to a huge audience. Again, I'm a fan of him, so I'm not going to follow the show. I'm going to follow what he does. Um, now, of course, I'm already a, a believer. But for people, you know, like my girlfriend, she really wanted to watch it. She's not a hardcore fan at all, but you know, she wanted. She she actually questioned if I was going to watch it. I'm like, really? (laughs) Of course, I'm gonna watch it. But so I think a lot of people are aware. You look, you know, I look at uh, Facebook, and everyone was talking about it. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a failing show by any means. It's it's an up and coming show that's been around already. I think on second or third season. So it's yeah, okay, on second season, but it's it's caught on well. And uh, it's riding a wave right now. So it's not a a flash by night type of show. And that's a good thing for at least for this type of exposure. So, yeah, people that 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 watch this episode just to watch it because of Prince, they may not stick around for any other other episodes. But there's a lot of people who do watch the show anyhow, who may not have known who Prince was. And here they see it or didn't really get a a good, you know, a good idea of the guy. And here they see him on here. And and then they're like, huh. All right. You guys tell me. You tell me now, if I'm not that familiar with Prince, like you're saying, Ernie, and I watch his show, you tell me, where am I going to go to find, I want to check out some of Prince's music. Where can I go? Amazon. Tell me where I'm going to find that stuff. iTunes. Amazon. Oh, Amazon. You're going to yeah. go online. That's all you're going to do. I mean. Say what now? Uh, you're going to go online. You're going to go online and, and look the guy up like in, you know anybody else would. That's, that's what's going to happen. Man. How many albums? Does he have a lot of material on iTunes? Every album, for the most part, is available online. Digitally, even his new stuff. There you go. I, mean, I just there said he go. just put a new song on iTunes just after the show. All right. Yeah, I saw, last time I checked iTunes, I, I saw Sign of the Times, and I saw maybe a couple of his other of his other albums. You know, his when he was uh, really hitting it back in the in the mid eighties. I, I don't remember seeing a whole lot of stuff. Maybe I need to check again. Well, I I'm pretty sure because I know I know on Google they have all of the classic albums. Um, they have some of his newer stuff. The only ones that they don't have are the ones that aren't, aren't available for sale, like the uh, Gold Experience. Um, it's I think Planet Earth, but I don't think that was you know that was just a Sony one-off. But for the and Emancipation, obviously, the label is not around. But all of his albums are for sale on all digital platforms and even the streaming services. Well, I will say this again: the the tide is high right now, and it's a smart move to have done it on the show immediately after Super Bowl. Uh, the smart thing is to continue running off of that and, and keep yourself out there uh, to be media-wise relevant. Um, whether he'll do it or not, well, the track record isn't very good. So I hope that that doesn't happen here. But I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't either. Let's put it that way. And, and as far as the impact, this is this came at a good time for him because for the past month or so, he has been synonymous with lawsuits with piracy, anti-piracy, bootlegging, you know, his, you know, he's uh, garnered a lot of bad publicity from this, uh, from the lawsuit, you know, towards the, uh, towards the uh, fan bloggers 
And also, a lot of people haven't seen Prince act in in at least a couple of decades. So it's good for casual people who who know a film that uh, you know that uh, know who he is, but never uh, got to you know see him uh, act or never got to see the more human side of him. You know, behind the rock star, behind the uh, you know the celebrity, and and also uh, with this Fertile Girl album, he it looks like he's trying to uh, position himself with younger audiences, with uh, with shows and uh, and platforms that attract younger people. So I think that's a good idea. You know, it keeps him fresh. It keeps him revitalized, and it keeps him from being a in a uh, a has been uh, legacy artist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I, I would say this. I mean, the, the the appearance on a show like this on one of the most watched TV shows uh, of the year it shows that he's relevant to the people because they wouldn't have put him on there. They could have put anybody on there, right? But they know that it's going to bring them ratings. Oh, at the end of the day, Fox, Fox, Fox is the winner, and they're going to get you know, good ratings, and they can charge what they want on these ads. I mean, it's really the only reason they really put them on there. Uh, and it obviously must have worked for them. I assume it did. Uh, again, the lead-in from the Super Bowl is a huge audience, and they did hype it throughout the show. So I think it worked for everyone involved. Again, it just puts him in front of more people than he could have gotten on his own. Whether they go buy his records, which they probably weren't going to buy in the first place, I don't think that was his intent. I think his intent is to be in the public, uh, you know, top of mind, his brand awareness, and then to translate. And for him, it's going to translate into people going to the concerts. Nobody's going to buy those records, irregardless, right? He was putting out dope records before, whether they heard about him or not. They're not going to rush out and buy records. They don't rush out and buy anybody else's records. So, of course, they ain't going to go get his. But again, I don't think he's playing for the album pennies on the dollar album releases he's playing for the concert perform- you know performances that's where he makes his money that's his bread and butter so uh, and he's a good look ultimately he wins you know where, where's the other <laughs> you know other contemporaries for him being on the top rated show after the super bowl they're, they're not there so obviously he uh it, it did a good thing um we're gonna we want to wrap this up because that's so we're not gonna stay here too long so real quick you have like 30 seconds Big Sexy, any last words on this? You know, I'm optimistic that he's doing a follow-up because I can't recall the last time that he actually did a media listening party for an album release lately. Maybe since I'm leaning here, maybe Emancipation, maybe. So this shows me he's trying to, you know, get out there and be a little more relevant. All right. Uh, Q-Storm. Well, you know, despite what I said about the episode, it was it was fun to see Prince on... TV, you know, uh, again, seeing and seeing him somewhat make fun of himself. I would have loved to have seen him, as some of you have already said. It would have been nice to see him be be a little bit looser, you know, maybe throwing a little bit of that crazy uh, Christopher Tracy uh, vibe uh, into this character, well, into the show. But um, I just hope he follows through. Like, like I said, the song at the end of the of the episode, I was digging the track. I want to see it released. I just want to see anything released. If he's going to do the show, put something out so that we so he can ride the high. All right, rock it. Uh, my hope is that he will, uh, that he will follow through and and be and, and loosen the reins. You know, when doing business, 
you know, like when he released 3121, you know, the, the album uh, was supposed to have a lot of promotion. And by the time it was released, he gave up on it. And then, you know, he, uh, you know, Universal uh, Records, you know, they cut off all business contact with him. And I feel like, you know, you got a good thing going. You know, Third Eye Girl is is a viable rock outfit for him to uh, to do a lot with. And I hope that he, uh, you know, uh, by, by next year, I want to see him at the Grammys. All right. Day dropping. Um, hopefully he does do something with this, as you guys have mentioned already, that it's not just uh, a one-time thing just to, to, to please Prince, to please Prince Roger Nelson because he wanted to be on the show, but that he actually does something with it, that he takes this platform, which is a huge platform. I mean, the, the Super Bowl is a worldwide event, and for him to be able to be following that up and, and being there and doing something with that, that's hopefully a good jumping point for something to happen very soon, not a month from now, not a month and a half from now, but within the next couple of weeks. Um, as for the, a couple of last things on the show, I really dug the little nuances on the SUV at the beginning that the, almost hit the girls. It had Minnesota plates on it, and I thought that was pretty neat. And I uh, learned the fire and ice move and the Trojan horse move, and I thought those were classic in that show oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, good show, good stuff. Hopefully he does something with it. All right, there you have it. And now that you just mentioned those sort of things, those couldn't you just – have seen Tricky and Christopher Tracy being those other two cats, <laughs> like that whole fire and ice thing. I could definitely see that. Yeah. But, oh, you know what? One last thing under that, I just barely realized watching that show, uh, Coach, I never realized that that's Damon Wayne's son. You didn't yeah. know that? Yeah. I didn't know that until I saw it on credits. I go, oh my God. And I look at him and I, I, will see, I see, you know, the profiles today and, uh, and oh, well, of course, this is, it's, it's obvious, clear as day, clear as water yeah. now, but I, I did not realize that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And shout out to Dwayne Wade. Those that are really deep will get that. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Prince Podcast Special Edition Super Bowl New Girl episode. You know what to do. Leave a comment on the website. With that, we will see y'all later. Peace.